You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. My name is Charlotte Greenway. Thank you for listening to episode 23 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily podcast, the first of 2022. We learned this week that Ascot Racecourse will be reducing their capacity during Royal Ascot to improve customer satisfaction, as Felicity Barnard explained on Thursday, as part of their long-term goal. Grade 1 Cheltenham Festival entries were revealed this week, not including the novice races, with the biggest surprise being the absence of Frodon in the Ryanair, and no decision has been made yet over Champ's target, as he holds an entry in the Stayers Hurdle as well as the Gold Cup. Saudi Cup entries were released, and that looks like it could be making up into something special, with the likes of last year's winner Mishriff and Breeders' Cup Mile winner Life is Good among the contenders. The sad news of the week was that runaway Epsom Oaks winner Snowfall had to be put down and Paul Smith paid tribute to her and her wonderful career on the show on Wednesday. This weekend, hopefully, we'll have action from Kempton and Warwick on Saturday, although last night's cold weather certainly took Kempton's clerk of the course by surprise, but the covers are on and temperatures aren't expected to be quite so low this evening, so both remain confident of racing. The feature at Warwick is the Classic Chase, where Corrick Rambler is vying for favouritism and Nick spoke to Peter Scudamore this morning about his chances and Lucinda Russell's comment calling he and Corrick Rambler partners in crime. Belittling Corrick and I uh, said we go off and do our own thing and upset the string and stuff. I think it's we, we, we're leading the way, we're leading the way, we always feel. But anyway, no, he, he look, he... We bought him at the Yorton sale. It's just one of those lucky things. Um, he's a beautiful horse. And um, look, he's done us proud. He's won at um, Aintree and Cheltenham. You know, to get any, you know for, for a small club to do that is fantastic. I loved your story on the, the TVs the other day when you were, when Carl Gray had, you know, he hadn't had winners for years and he had two winners in a week and that lovely gray horse beat one of JPs, you know. And, and, and to me, that's what National Hunt Racing is about. And uh, this is what Corrick's about. He's, you know, he's not bred in the pinks. Come, he got beaten at his point of points a few times, and then won one. And um, you know, he's just a tough old horse. Um, it, he's got eleven, twelve tomorrow. It's always difficult. I feel high weights in these long distance chases. But the, I think his there could be improvement. Although he's actually not bred to get. Um, it's, it's, uh, the sister of his dam, if that makes sense, one over three mile. He's actually related to, to native upmanship, was a two and a half mile horse. So, you know, he's not necessarily certain on breeding to get um, the distance, but his his attitude, which we were laughing about a second ago, suggests that he will get the, the distance. He I mean, he's just dead relaxed, you know. I mean, do you you still love to ride? You still love to get a feel of all these all these horses. I pompously used to stand on the gallops with my owners and they would say, why don't you ride? And I said, oh, I learned so much more by stood on the gallop and watching them. But I don't, you know, I learned so much more by riding them. I lost a bit of weight two years ago and I started riding again. And honestly, I, I, I've, it, 
John Frankham always said, you know, uh, what fun he has driving out um, the Clive Coxes, and, um, and and I get it now. It, it it really has given my life an impetus, if you like, and I, I love doing it. I have to be a little bit careful, you know. I can't get on and off like I used to, but I feel once I'm on, I'm you know ride pretty much the same as I ever do, and um, you know, without being too arrogant and stuff. I think because I'm relaxed and I was riding the longer range, pushing forward. I think something like Cora, um, for instance, quite enjoys that and 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 uh, gives them a keeps them happy. You know, obviously, if they're slightly happy, they're going to do better for you. So yes, I do learn and awful lot from it um, whether they hang and uh, you know for instance Korak tomorrow I've been riding him and he's hanging and you know he does that funny thing with his head I changed his bit you know I mean, how stupid one well, you might not have done that on the ground and I've I felt that he's got a double link bit through there that he didn't set um his mouth on the one side we'll see if that happens tomorrow you know Oh, you won the race with one for Arthur, who went on to win the Grand National in the same season. I mean, obviously, there are going to be inevitable comparisons. Are they realistic comparisons? I don't. I, I, it's very hard, I think, when you ever you compare these horses. But actually, I suppose they're not that dissimilar. They're same same shape. Um, I mean, poor old Carrick's got more weight than Arthur, which seems uh, seems a, a difficult thing to. Um, for him to, to burden, but we'll see. I, I, you know, I can't see that he's a better horse than um, Arthur, but you, you never know, you know, what the stand of the race is, you know, so we will see. Oh, we had Jamie Duff on the show yesterday. We were talking about Big River, who won Great British Racing's Horse of the Month this month. He's off to Kelso again on, on Sunday, his beloved Kelso. And he, she said that you'd said he might be getting better at the age of 12. Yeah, I, I, he's had issues you know, he, he hasn't always, um, he's had issues with his heart. He's had issues with his movement. And for some reason, um, this, this time he, he's moving better than ever. Um, again, I was, look, the, the voting, there was a lot of votes for him to win the award that he won from, uh, Scotland. There's probably only about a hundred votes and 55 of them came from Scotland. So, um, to put him above, the, the Welsh national winner and Shishkin is, 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 you know, a little bit tongue in cheek, but he, again, he is one of those great national hunt horses. He's been around a long time. Um, you know, he's, he's done well at Kelso. So it, it sort of resonates with the national hunt people, doesn't it? So, um, I was actually, if you said to me, I would have run him in the classic chase at Warwick tomorrow, but I can, I couldn't argue with his record rounds, uh, Kelso and, and, and Debs, who owned one for Arthur, loves Kelso. And, and, and I think that was the reason she came down in favour of uh, of Kelso. But, um, you know, he, he does need an extreme distance of uh, you know, for stamina now. But he doesn't always jump as well around some of the bigger tracks. So Kelso suits, you know, he's not he's not the biggest horse and he jumps better around Kelso than elsewhere. So look, he'll go there with every chance and he'll be well supported by the wonderful Kelso crowd. If anybody can ever get to Kelso and get down to the tin shed and have a drink with the uh, Kelso farmers and rugby players, it's well worth doing. This week, we had the first ever winner of the Great British Racing Horse of the Month Award, for which a shortlist of three horses was chosen by Richard Johnson for their wins in December, and then voted for by the public. The winner was the Lucinda Russell-trained Big River for his Borders National victory, taking his wins to seven at Kelso, who, as Peter Scudamore mentioned, is in the form of his life and runs on Sunday. 
assistant trainer and traveling head girl, Jamie Duff, looks after him every day. And I thought it was fascinating what she had to say about this horse's quirks and how they've managed him over the years. He's very, very sensitive. He's, he's um, Erin Walker. She rides, she like does everything, like riding him at home and everything. And she's, she's ridden him for years now. So she's a huge part of his preparation for each run and everything. You know, he's, he's, he is a very sensitive horse. So we used to actually have an iPod playing in his stable and things like that, just to sort of drown out the noise of everything around about him. Um, but as he's gotten older, he's, he's well, actually, in this probably this last season has been his best, where he's, he's just gone to the races and he's just relaxed. But he is um, he is very, very sensitive to everything, really. So it's just trying to keep everything as, as calm on the day as possible. And um, oh, he's he, he really is a, a little superstar. And as I say, he just he gives everything you know that, that's the thing with him he's the most genuine he's had heart problems and things like that in the past and he's overcome an awful lot really so for him to still want to go to the races and and run the way he does I think that says a lot about the horse himself really and you you were mentioning he's got his his little anxiety issues which you, you've sort of ironed out it's amazing that it can it can take quite such a long time to, to get a horse exactly mentally where you want them it, yeah, he's 12 now maybe he's just reaching his peak I know, that's exactly what Scoo said the other day. He's in the form of his life just now. So, um, yeah, he's, he's he's always had lots of ability. And, he, you know, he's he's done in all the big handicaps in Cheltenham and he's been to the Welsh National and he runs on the Scottish National every year. So I think, you know, the the fact he actually makes it to those races every year and I think Lucinda and Scoo do a great job of training him every year to make sure he does get to those big races and especially at the AVs as well. So um, it's a huge credit to everyone at home, really, and our, our vets and all the staff and everything like that as well, that he um, he gets there every year because he, I mean, he has had plenty of issues in the past. So he's, um, so it says a lot for the horse himself as well to actually, as you say, get to the races and he's um, overcome it all really, hasn't he? And Jamie, it looks as though Big River could be off to his beloved Kelso again on, on Sunday and that would leave Korak Rambler also in your stable to head the weights for the Warwick Classic chase. He's been declared for that with Derek Fox aboard. Is he the natural successor to to one for Arthur, who took this for you and and then went on to win the Grand National? Oh, I think Korak Rambler could be anything. To be honest, he's. Uh, I think he does everything very easily. I, I know the race at Cheltenham. We didn't like. It was very frustrating to watch. To be honest, because I think he, I'm not sure he actually did very much in that race. I think he was. It's all very natural to him. Um. So I'm not sure he he was very. He was concentrating that much in the race with Cheltenham, but he's, um, I think he's a very, very exciting horse, and I think he could be anything, really. Paul Nichols never sends out a huge amount of runners in January, and on Saturday, he's definitely going for quality over quantity with just five runners, but they're all in with a shout, and assistant trainer Harry Derham spoke to Nick about their chances this morning, starting with the unexposed Jolino Bello, who runs in the Lanzarote Hurdle at Kempton. Uh, I think he's fairly handicapped. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's well handicapped. But you know, we we've won that race with horses of similar profile before that you would hope are improving types. Uh, right-handed Harry Cobden seems to think will help him. You know, they normally go a really good gallop in it, and they're staying some two and a, a two mile five you'd like to think would be right up his street. You've got Rouge Vif running in the Sovianaka Conti. It's just four runners, and uh, he's a horse who hasn't really run his race since he won on, under a big weight for his previous trainer in the autumn of 2020. Is there still something there, do you think? I hope so. I mean, he certainly looks very, very well. Um, I mean, obviously, this autumn, we've been learning about him 
really. I mean, he's you know he, he was obviously new to us this season. Um, Brian he got off him at Cheltenham last time and said probably he feels like he needs two and a half. Um, his his work is good, so hopefully he'll he'll go and run really well. Um, you mentioned Brian. She rides Grasavuenki in the in the classic at at uh, Warwick. He's a half brother to Yala Enki. Does he have that sort of horse's ability or potential? Uh, hard to say on ability-wise at the moment. You'd say on what he's achieved so far, no. But he's he's you know he's a horse that we've not had that long again. We'll know a lot more about him in terms of his chasing ability after uh, tomorrow. But it's a you know it's a it's a valuable race. He is shaped like extreme distances will suit him well. Um, his jump chase fences at home nicely, so fingers crossed he can run a nice race. And in terms of his handicap mark relative to what he shows you at home, are there any conclusions you can draw from that? Not really, Nick, because you're you're only galloping them at home over sort of you know four furlongs in our case. So, but uh, you know he's run a few times this year in novice hurdles. Every time we've got off, Harry's got off and said you know extreme trips are going to be what he needs. Um, tomorrow will tell us a lot more, and if you're going to find out how well handicapped you are, you might as well do it in a big race. And three under three five, I suppose, might be the best horse that you're 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 running uh, tomorrow in the in the Hampton Novices Chase at. Uh, at Warwick again it looks a really tight race he's a very short price favourite do you think he's as superior to his rivals as the market suggests but yeah I do to be honest um, he's a he's a smart horse he's tough um, you know and he's just a no-nonsense type of animal who, who does plenty of winning um, you know it looks like he might have to make his own running again which I, I, I get the feeling he'll be better with the lead but he's he's just a really no-nonsense high-class horse as I say he's won lots of races um, he's taken to chasing nicely this season and you know I'm, I'm confident of a big display again and you'll have a short price favourite in the opener uh, at Kempton as well in or in the 12.55 at Kempton with Milan Bridge he looked a very sensible sort of conveyance at Lingfield is that him? It is him, and to be honest, he surprised us. He, you know, he. I mean, he did not show much before that run, and we just said, "Look, let's." The the view was, "Let's go and run him over two and a half miles, get a run under his belt, and then go and try and progress over three. And you know, he he's obviously just a laid back horse who does his work nicely at home, and he went there and won, and 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 put in a performance. I would suggest better than we anticipated. So um, that was a very nice shock. Uh, three miles, I think, is not going to be an inconvenience to him at all. In fact, I think he probably wants it. Um, but yeah, look, he's a he's a lovely young staying horse. It's not a bad little race. Um, so you know, we're hopeful of a we're hopeful of a good run. But it's it was one of those things. He surprised us first time out. His work since then has been very similar. So you'd like to think that hopefully he'll go and put in a good performance again. On Sunday, there's also a strong card at Punchestown, where Rachel Blackmore and Bob Ollinger will be reunited for the Grade 3 Kildare Novices Chase. And you'd imagine he'll have to jump a bit better than he did on Chasing Debut, as there's a couple of promising chasers in there, including Willie Mullins' pair of Capodanno and Gaillard du Milil. It'll also be fascinating to see how the unbeaten Dysart Dynamo gets on in the Grade 2 Moscow Flyer Novices Hurdle at 12.15 on Sunday. He bolted up on Hurdle's debut and could be one of the chief threats to Nicky Henderson's pair of Constitution Hill and John Bon in the Supreme Novices Hurdle at Cheltenham in two months' time. Well, that's what we've got to look forward to on the racing front this weekend. Thank you very much for listening. Nick will be back with you on Monday morning with all the news and fallout from over the next couple of days. Have a lovely weekend.
you've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.